everyone welcome back to my product chat series this is Rafeda. today our product chat guest is andrew who posts amazing product management related content he is a senior product manager at ibm and even help aspiring product managers to get into the field through his course andrew has been in the field since five years now and today i'm so honored to have him here to discuss about his journey as a product manager and his advice as to how others can transition into the field hi andrew so excited to speaking with you today how are you I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Um, love the fact that you're you're doing this and putting this together for people. I think it's going to be be extremely helpful. Exactly. So glad to glad to participate. Thank you. So let's start with um, what's your definition of a product manager? <laughs> well, um, my definition does just because it's mine doesn't mean it's right. Um, it is a definition to consider, but um, I I would probably say the simplest definition that I kind of prescribed to is problem solver. I think a product manager is a, is a problem solver. They find a problem in the market and, and um, they do everything that they can do in their power to solve that problem for somebody. And the result of solving that problem is that it raises the, uh, the tide for everybody, right? It raises the, raises the tide for you. Um, maybe that's in the form of pr promotion or, um, you know, uh, maybe you have some equity tied to your product doing well. Um, it raises the tide for your customers because you're providing value for them and solving their problem, raises the tide for a company, all that because you're producing revenue. So that's that's how I would uh, describe it or or define it. I love that. Um, how about you tell us more about your journey and background and how did you get into product management? Yeah, uh, my journey and background, let me preface by saying is not what you want. You don't want to do this, right? So like, I think what we talked about a minute ago uh, before we started was that most of your audience is uh, either, you know, product management interns or maybe still in school um, in university about to transition into product. Um, and so to that, I will say that's awesome. If you already know that's what you want to do, that's great. And the earlier you know, the better, right? So for me, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, in college, and um, I, I had majored in in um, mechanical engineering, and um, it was an engineering school that I was going to, um, and things were going well, but then I realized in my junior year that I did not want to be a mechanical engineer, but it was too late to switch, right? So I, I ended up just finishing the degree, and instead of, like, going and working in a mechanical job, I felt like that just wasn't the path for me, um, so I chose to go, and I worked in nonprofit for a little while. And I actually, lo I loved it. Um, and part of the reason I loved it is because I got to do so many different things. I was in this central office that kind of supported the rest of the team. Um, and I worked with college students, right? So I was still kind of like one foot in college, one foot out of college, and it was just a fun time for me. But what I would say is that um, that experience led me to think like, okay, well, maybe I should try my hand at small business or startups, right? And just I liked, I liked being able to do many different things on a weekly basis and not do the same thing over and over. Um, and so where I lived at the time, the startup ecosystem was really booming. And I was like, okay, I'm going to transition from non-product or non, uh, non-profit into something else, into startup world land, right? And so I started looking at all the cool companies in my area and I just looked at their job boards and I was like, what would I, what would I do if I worked at one of these companies? 
And immediately I was like, okay, product management is what I would do, like is what I should be doing. Um, what I didn't know at the time was that product management was really hard to break into. It was, as you probably know, and many of you have probably experienced, it's really difficult to just, you know, willy nilly apply and get into a product role. I didn't know that at the time. So I applied to like probably 50, 60 roles in my immediate vicinity, and I didn't get a single call back from any of them. And I was pretty bummed. So then I had to change up my strategy and I decided to get into, you know, still target a tech role, but um, maybe a product adjacent role. And that's how I landed in uh, customer success management. And so my strategy was get into customer success and get buddy buddy with the product team and learn the ins and outs of product management as I do my customer success job and then see if I can pivot at that company. Mm -hmm. And I think that strategy would have been great and, uh, if not, that I didn't get sidetracked, right? So um, like I told you, you don't want this journey. This took me three years <laughs> to get into a product, right? So the way I got, I'll say sidetracked, it ended up being one of the best things that ever happened was I had a buddy who was telling me about this product accelerator program um, back in my alma mater where they would take dormant patents, like patents at the university that, that um, professors had created and you, the, whole, the whole point of the, the class, or I guess the program, was for you to try to commercialize those patents, take the technology and turn it into something different and turn it into a business. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And he was like, you'd be great at this. You should give it a try. And I was like, all right. So I applied. I ended up getting in. I ended up getting a scholarship. And it was just too much for me not to go. So I was like, I, I guess I have to take this opportunity. And so I ended up going, get, going back, getting a business degree. And um, eventually through that, found my way, like stumbled my way into enterprise product management, which is where I am today at IBM. So that's the long-winded version. But I think it's important to note that not everybody's just going to have this streamlined like path into product or even in your career. And that's totally okay, right? If you don't get into a product role right away, that doesn't bar you from being able to, to not get in at a later time. Mm -hmm. um, so... I say this to encourage people, like you don't have to know exactly what you're going to do immediately all the time. But if you do know what you're going to do, then it helps you be more focused um, quicker. I completely agree. Some really good points. Like uh, I even changed my major a couple of times to just enjoy like what I really want to do. Um, so that's why it took me a while to get a bachelor's degree. And I completely agree with your points. Like not everyone will get straight into product management. There's like different ways you can get into product management. Like we started discussing this earlier before our recording that uh, we can always transition within a company and uh, if they want to build a new product. So I know a lot of people right now, they just build a new product just to show it on their portfolio. So it's basically a similar kind of thing that you did as well through a management degree. So thank yeah. you for doing that. Uh, what's one thing you love about being a PM and one thing you dislike? That's a good question. Um, I think the the part that I I like is probably still, you know, the fact that I get to wear a lot of hats. Like I mentioned earlier, like I really enjoy the variety of meeting with customers one day, brainstorming a new like strategy. And then I also like getting down and dirty with like developers and, and designers to try to figure out like, how would we solve this problem if we were going to do it? Um, I like talking with sellers and marketing people. Um, and I mean, there's some things about the job which I don't enjoy, but I think um, this doesn't mean that you can't enjoy it if this, if you end up being a product manager. I think 
part of the reason I don't love, I, I don't love this aspect of the job so much is just because of my personality and the way I'm wired. And some people love like organization and project management and, you know, keeping track of every little thing. I like to maintain like the big picture and help everybody drive towards a vision. And I really like rely and need help from people who are, you know, very, very, very detail oriented. Not that I can't be like, I, I actually can. And I, and I do a lot, but um, that's the part of the job. If I could outsource it, that's what I would do. <laughs> that's the part I would outsource. Makes sense. Thank you. Um, so when you get into product management, what do you think, like, what do you offer to the team? In general? In general. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think the big thing that, uh, and I, th this is probably an answer that many people would give across the board, but I think the big thing that a product manager offers to the team is, is defining the, uh, the what, you know, what are we going to do? Um, what are we going to build? But it, it's all derived from the why, right? Why are we doing this, this thing, right? And so your job is to kind of go create structure and um, something um, to drive towards out of ambiguity, right? There's this big problem that you may or may not understand completely in the market. And you, you work with customer, you work with all the stakeholders, right? Like customers being a primary one, internal stakeholders being another one to try to wrap your mind around what could we potentially, what could we potentially introduce to this scenario to create a, uh, an all tides rising, uh, you know, situation where we're solving the problem for the customer and they're get, extracting value from, from, you know, what we're providing to them. And we're also receiving a benefit in the form of revenue back. Right. And so that's really as simply put like boiled down. That's what we're doing as product managers. And all the things you read on the internet, all the articles you read on the internet are all just things that help like tools in your toolkit to help you do those things. Right. So that's why we, that's why we create metrics and make sure that we drive towards, you know, the, the North star metric of like, if we know, we know, if we know that we can impact this, we know that this creates the maximum benefit or the maximum result. Um, it's why we herd the cats, so to speak. Right. That's why we like uh, create structure and, and um, sometimes meetings, even though everybody hates meetings. Um, we, we, we do a lot of like communication and driving alignment between teams to align on what's the best strategy to produce the maximum ROI here. That's what we do. Really good response. Um, so you already shared like bits and pieces, but generally, um, I know for product managers, no day is like the same day, but what's a typical day in the life of a product manager? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't have my schedule pulled up in front of me, but a typical day, you know, um, I don't know. I, I think some people inflate what a typical day looks like. I think if you're in software product management as opposed to hardware, right? So where this is strictly on, on digital project management or product management. Um, you, you, you know, part of your day is definitely going to be... Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say uh, uh, given, like if you could slice it up into a pie, right? It might look like 25% of your day is literally communication, right? You're, you're slacking, you're emailing, you're calling, you're, 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 you're having um, uh, meetings and those kind of things. And those are all to kind of drive alignment across your teams to what you're building and why you're building it. And even sometimes you're getting into like working with your developers and designers on how might you solve the problem, right? And then I think um, a good product, I mean, this, this is how you know sometimes in product uh, culture, whether it's good or bad, is do you have a slice of pie that's associated with 
pure like thinking like is there a part of your day maybe 10 percent, maybe maybe 20 percent, if you're lucky like at least a slice where you have some time to be quiet and really think through like what are the decisions you need to make and and what are the outcomes that those decisions will drive so definitely communication definitely thinking and then a lot of a, a big chunk of the day is actually like executing on whatever your strategy is that you've outlined whatever your roadmap looks like and so Execution can take many forms. Um, one form is probably in a typical day, you'd probably um, be interviewing somebody for, um, you know, a particular a particular piece of a feature that you're you're planning to build, and you're trying to get feedback on that, right? And then you're going to take that feedback and bring it back to your team. Um, so I I would funnel that into the communication slash slash uh, execution um, bundle, um, and a lot of it, and then the other piece of it could could be, um, you know, writing, like you're writing a document to align everybody later on at another time. And so you're trying to maybe perhaps like, right, this is the flow of the user journey of that we're trying to create those types of things. So like executing actual um, deliverables. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of the, the, the how I would slice up the pie. Um, there's probably other slices I'm missing. <laughs> but those are the big ones. I think it depends like day to day wise. Uh, but I think yeah. that's that pretty much covers all of it. But I was just thinking about the thinking part that you just mentioned or even the writing part. But most of the time, it's like we are in the meetings continuously. So it's just so difficult to find that 10% of the time as well. Um, so what are some of the aspects of the role that uh, a new aspiring product manager should know when they're coming into this field? What are the aspects of the role that they should know about? Um, that it's going to feel like some days you're not getting anything done. That's what you need to know. It, like if you're a person and I'm actually wired this way, where if you're a person where you feel like you need to check a box uh, and achieve something at the end of the day to like say that you, to know and, and tell yourself that you had a good day, this role is going to be tough, right? So you do have to create some sort of structure to say like, if I can move the ball forward in this shape, form or fashion on this day or this week, then I know that I'm achieving what I set out to achieve, right? Um, unlike sales, where you have like a, a literal bar that goes up with the more sales you make, the higher your bar is, right? That's not how it is in product management. It, it is very messy, 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 messy. And it looks like almost nothing's getting done until one day right. you deliver the product and your bar goes from zero to a hundred, uh, in the words of Drake real quick. Right. So, um, that's, that's how it, it, you know, that's what I would tell somebody who's starting out, who maybe doesn't have experience as a PM. I love that. Okay, I can relate. Um, yeah. What skills or background should a new product manager uh, product manager should bring? So everyone is coming from like a different background, different majors. What skills should they bring to the team? Yeah, um, I think when you're first getting started, the skills honestly, they, I would I would consider this a skill, right? A skill you should try to bring to your team when you're first getting started is like willingness to jump in without knowing what what's going on, right? I think that's like part of it is just attitude. Like if you have a, a can-do attitude, like I'm going to jump in and work on um, something to bring value to the team, even the small things, they, they seem small on the surface, but they're not. They actually help move the ball forward, right? Sometimes that's, the form, that's in the form of like uh, competitive analysis or creating a go-to-market motion or, you know, something where you have senior people who are really focused on trying to solve an ambiguous problem. But I think the best thing that you can possibly do when you first get started is to take a problem that's well known with a solution that's well known and then just go do it fast, quick and get a quick win 
And then you can kind of prove to everybody around you on your team that you are kind of somebody you want to ha have in the corner, right? You want some, you want this person around because they're trustworthy and they can take something that they've been given and, and create value from it. Right. So that's what I would say is the skill that you should first focus on. Okay. Um, other than relationship building, right. That's also a skill, right? Okay. Some product managers are really good at that and some aren't, but I would, I would say if that's not in your wheelhouse, mm -hmm build it try to build it as best you can and try to get to know all the stakeholders in your organization because a lot of times you're gonna have to influence them and the better relationships like building skills that you have with those people the better off you'll be in getting them to help you do the thing you need them to do for sure yes so important um so once you are in the field how do you constantly improve like from time to time yeah, um, that's that's a good question, right? So like skill building over time. Honestly, um, one of the, <laughs> there's a lot of ways that you can look to build skills. For me, what's worked in the past is actually doing things, right? So like, I don't get as much value out of reading a book or or sometimes even watching a video, right? Like those things are passive for me. So unless I'm actually putting my hands to paper or keyboard um, and doing things and building things, that's how I've been able to learn, right? So the top things I would say um, in skills that I've kind of improved over the past few years is like building building products, right? In my spare time. And I'm not saying you have to like be a hustler and like hustle all day, hustle all night. I'm saying when you got an hour a week extra somewhere and you're bored instead of watching a show, go like put an hour of time into something you wanna to build towards, whether it's a newsletter or a podcast, like what you're doing here. Um, build build something that's like create something right and i think that's a really wonderful way to build some skills as a product manager um and then writing right so like maybe take a course on writing i think if you can become a powerful writer a persuasive writer that's going to make you a, a a 10x product manager right if you're able to be a better writer than everyone else yeah because most of the time we are all writing like requirements so we just need to make sure that it's very concise and it's up to the mark um right so when you're interviewing any candidate, what do you look for in a candidate and how should they stand out? Yeah, I mean, on your last point, I think there's a lot of things, right? And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go through an entire list here because a lot of this should be obvious. But I think one of the things that that I especially look for is ability to concisely communicate a point, right? So I want you to be able to tell me how you would do something, um, you know, walk me through like a, a framework and a structure of how you would do that thing um, in a way that is easily consumable and understandable, right? And I think that is the communication skill that's gonna parlay into being a good product manager because if you can tell a story, then you can, you can, that's one of the strengths of a good product manager, right? Is, hey, everybody, I have this story and the story is about this market and this problem and these customers are so in they're in so much pain because they haven't been able to solve this problem but we we have the resources that we could solve this problem by doing x y and z and if we come do x y and z the reward is going to be abc right and so if you can tell that story over and over again on a big scale and a small scale that's going to be something that you know is going to be really beneficial to have on your team so um I look for that, you know, when people, when people have that. And I also look for, you know, so that's communication for sure. But then also like in the back of your mind, uh, in the, uh, let me just say this, this is a side note in the back of every interviewer's mind, they're thinking, can I work with this person? Do I want to work with this person? 
So a lot of that's just going to come down to soft skills. Yeah, you got to have the hard skills to get into the room, but the way that you portray yourself and carry yourself and communicate about yourself is going to speak more volume than the actual hard skills that you know. For sure. Yeah. Some really good points. Uh, thank you for sharing that. The last question, what advice would you have for students or professionals who want to enter the field? And if you recommend any certifications or books or courses? Yeah, um, great question. So to kind of be, uh, this isn't me just trying to be anti your question. It's just that I truly do not recommend books or courses or certifications. I really don't. I th and this kind of goes back to something that I was just explaining is I, re I recommend getting hands-on with things, right? And so the best way for you, if you don't have the skills or you don't have the title on your resume, the best thing that you could possibly do, especially when you're in school, especially when you're in school, because you have some time, right? And I know it seems like you might not have time, but you know, now that I'm out of school and I'm in, I'm in life, I look back on school and I was like, even in engineering, I had some time that I could have, you know, not gone for an A plus in a course and maybe gone for a B and spent, you know, those extra hours building something. And so the point here is build something, create something. And what I would say is it doesn't have to be big, right? It doesn't have to be the next Twitter or Facebook or anything. It can be a little widget that solves a problem for a niche group of people on the internet that you commercialize and make money from. And all you have to do is be able to tell that story on your resume, in your, in your interviews, and in your networking conversations with people as you go for the job. Um, the fact that you create, like, it could be something very silly, like an app that tells you what to wear based on the weather tomorrow, right? It's a little SMS text message that you get every morning, right? There's no code tools out there where you can build that app in a weekend, okay? Now that didn't exist when I was in school. It does now, but you can, if you can go build that app and get some users, you know, using that or paying you somehow, mm -hmm. then it attracts people to you in such a weird way, right? Especially if you publish about it on the internet, you can get people to, to like come to you and ask you questions about this and be interested in what you're doing and interested in your ideas. And so the more you, you build and get hands on and develop these skills and actual real way as opposed to just trying to suck them up through books or with you know without being active by watching youtube videos or or and, that, and even certifications you're just sitting in a course and getting a, a piece of paper at the end yes. you know i'm not saying those things are completely valueless because they're not there are there's a lot of value to them but i'm saying if you could focus on one thing i would say build a product mm -hmm. yeah hands-on for sure <laughs> yeah Sorry, I'm passionate about that. That's what I write about a lot. <laughs> and I actually saw it on your LinkedIn as well um, because I follow you regularly on your all your content. Um, and it's just so insightful that I'm like, there There has been some situations when I reread this, uh, reread your post because I just think about it like again and again and then I start to implement it. Um, so thank you for uh, for sure yeah. for this interview, for your post, uh, all the posts on LinkedIn as well. Uh, just want to thank you for your time. This was very detailed. I'm sure a lot of people would benefit from it. So thank you so much. Yeah, I hope I hope they uh, I hope they get some value from it. So for sure, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on.